Welcome to another episode of Kiwi Skin Stories, where neighbors meet neighbors. Today on this candidates running for for council for village council, we have council member Ed London. Ed has been a village council member for eight years, in 2012 to 2016 and 2018 to 2020. He has been a Kiwi Skin resident for 49 years with his wife Claire and his four dogs. He has 36 years of volunteer volunteerism <laughs> in government. And among many other things that he was telling me before we jumped on the show. So, um, and now he's running for re-election. So, Ed, thank you for jumping on the show. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you for putting through my, uh, my intro attempts. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'm sure your intro attempts be much better than my responses to your questions. Oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be just fine. So I have a icebreaker question for you. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? It was given to me by my parents repeatedly when I was a young man, young boy. And that was, keep trying. You can do anything you want. If you keep trying, try hard enough, work at it, learn, keep doing it. And, you know, I don't think they were talking about me being a ballerina or an opera star, but most everything else. So. That has been pretty much my life. Um, I don't succeed. I keep on trying until I do succeed. And luckily for me, I've met with a lot of success in my life. I'm very grateful, especially to my parents, my friends, my family. They've done so much to make my career successful. So um, among the things you're telling me, what, what is the most important things in your life today? Well, I think that's pretty simple. Family, friends, community. So, of course, my dogs. Tell us about your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we have four and a half rescue dogs. I say, oh, nice. well, it's hard to have a half a dog. They're all Weimaraners, all rescues. Uh, basically, the half is that uh, our son, Michael, he basically had uh, one of them. And uh, right now he is not able to take care of it temporarily. So we have um, been coming a, a permanent babysitter for uh, one dog. So I call it four and a half. Gotcha. All right. So you're running for re-election. Tell us what inspires you to continue to serve at the Village Keeps Game. Basically, unfinished business. Uh, I think I can help uh, make Keepers Game a better place. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to keep on trying. Got it. Got it. So from your experience at the, at the dais, what are the most important issues you think Keepers Game is facing today? I guess the big issues, of course, are sea level rise, flooding. That's number one. By the same token, you can say that the Bear Cut Bridge is a definite, definite, definite major thing that we have to address. And then, of course, we have the beach. We have the electrical reliability issues. But I would say the first ones are sea level rise and the uh, Bear Cut Bridge. Now, on sea level rise, we can do something about it. We can't stop sea level rise, but how can we address it? When it comes to the Bear Cut Bridge, it's not our bridge. It's not our road. So therefore, we only can try to influence the county to do those things to get it done. And how do we get it done? It's a long procedure. What we did at the last meeting, I proposed and was accepted by council, that we're going to propose to Dade County that we will front the design engineering of the bridge so that we can do this at the same time. They're going through the various government uh, requirements in order to get federal funds to do this which can take years. 
Mm -hmm. So this could eliminate two years out of the program, and possibly we might have a new bridge by the end of the decade, 2029 or 2030. So therefore, in the meantime, the most important thing is to make sure that we are working with the Army Corps of Engineers to have an alternate means of a bridge in case the bridge gets washed out in a bad hurricane. And that would be a pontoon bridge probably. And they do have these things. The question is where they located and how quickly can we get them? Because that's their only way of getting in and out of Key Biscayne. So I think that is really critical. But at the same time, uh, we're going to work on our storm sewer system and obviously the beach. We have to work with the Army Corps of Engineers. They've agreed to put us in what they call the study group for the shoreline. But now they're saying we have to take care of the bay side. So now they're going to have a study. And they're very big on studies. This study is only going to cost $4 million. I determine what's the best way of protecting the base side of our island. Uh, we have to contribute a million dollars, the county's a million dollars, and the Army Corps will be $2 million. They haven't approved this for this yet. They don't know if they have this in their budget yet, but that's what we're pushing for, hopefully not to spend a million dollars. I think it's excessive, but this is government uh, at its worst. Got it. And when you mean that we upfront the design for the bridge, that means that the village pays for the design to get it started, right? Well, the idea would be that Assuming the county would agree, mm. we're going to go ahead and pay for the engineering and the design. And then when the county gets their money and it's approved, they would reimburse us. So it would be a loan, not a cost. The only cost we would have would be loss of use of the money. But we have excessive funds right now in our treasury that, that we could use to do this. I like the idea. When I, when I spent some time in the city of Miami, I, the design, getting the design started was like half of the battle. Well, the county is just coming up, like you're going to see it, within a week or two, they're putting out a bid for a consultant engineering company to, to, to look at the thing, the environmental, all the various things about the bridge. Should we replace it? Should we repair it? What should the design be if we're going to re, uh, replace it? On and on and on and on and on. And, and come up with this big study. They've allocated $5 million to do this preliminary study before a final design is really done. I mean, absolutely huge waste of money, but that's all part of the game. I mean, they they have in this existing bridge to look at $100,000, dollars $100, to determine the mechanical, $150,000 to determine the electrical. I mean, this there's almost no mechanical on the bridge. The electrical is very minor, just to give you an idea how they throw around money. Mm. But that's government, and that's why a lot of people are mistrustful of government because it is so wasteful. But that's what we, what I proposed was accepted. Now it's up to the county determines they want us to move forward. Okay. And you mentioned that uh, an alternative source in the event that, you know, something were to happen. You mentioned that the working with the Army Corps of Engineers with a pontoon bridge. For those that don't know, what is a pontoon bridge? If I'm saying bridge. it right. What am, how no, do you say it again? Pontoon. Pontoon. What is that? Basically, it's a floating bridge. Okay. It's really simple. It's a floating bridge. It's a floating bridge. Okay, great. So you may, we don't know where they, they have them, but we don't know where they are yet. We know they have pontoon yeah. bridges or other temporary bridges, but where they're located, we don't know. The idea is that we want to make sure that if something happens, we don't have to wait too long to get an order it means to get it off the key. Got it. All right. So now I know we touched up a couple of the things that are important right now on the key. The next question I have for you is, you know, what are the top three things you would do next once elected? Probably doing the same thing I've been doing for eight years, and that is trying to make 
the government more run more like a business to be more <clears throat> more efficient, less wasteful. I think that's probably the number one thing as far as doing something. Number two is uh, restore civility. We this particular election has been very divisive, and it's really upsetting to me and many people because this is very one of the great things about Key Biscayne. It's so friendly. One of the things I love about Key Biscayne is a friendly place. You have difference of opinion, but you know, it's not a big deal. It's not us and them. You discuss them. You listen to each other. You try and convince each other. You compromise. But what's happened in this particular election is really, to me, and not only because of candidates, it's because of the charter amendments. We had the same thing two years ago on the gold bond. And basically, the people who were against the gold bond, they were saying basically that the council is going to get a blank check and we're going to take all that money. Not that there was any money in the gold bond, but we're going to take all that money and we're going to spend it all. Because according to the gold bond, we could issue go bonds up to $100 million, although we're limited by our charter to 1%, which at that time was about $81 million, and uh, we had existing debt. Make a long story short, after two years, we have spent and we've issued zero bonds. We've spent zero dollars. What have we accomplished? We have shown the Army Corps of Engineers, we've shown other government agencies that we have the ability to share the cost. So they will do these jobs for us, such as what I just mentioned before, the shoreline, the bayside, and anything else that comes up. So I'm, and that's the coming up again, this uh, we're looking at the amendment, which is to increase that village cap, charter cap, excuse me, from 1% to 2%. So currently that would give us a gross of about $182 million based on $9.1 billion of value of, of our properties here. And uh, again, we're not going to go, and people are adamant against us. Why? I don't know, because just because we have it, we're not going to spend it. We're not going to go ahead and say, well, let's, let's issue bonds for no reason. The only reason we issue these bonds is we have a project. We know we're going to have a project. We, again, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But if you want the, if you want the village uh, to survive and you want it to be dry, uh, relatively dry, you're going to have to do a new storm source system. And that's going to cost more than $100 million. And one of the objections is, well, we don't know how much it's going to cost. True. We know it's going to be more than $100 million, but we don't know what, exactly what it's going to cost. Right now, we're basically getting a 30% design uh, on the what they call the K-8 basin, which is an area which is one of the worst areas and it's key Biscayne for flooding. And uh, when that's up done, we'll put it out to bid then we'll know what it's going to cost. Until then, it's just an estimate. So uh, it accomplishes nothing to say, hey, don't do it. Don't raise it. Wait. Wait for what? you got to do it sooner or later. Why not do it now? There is no reason to wait. It makes no difference because we're not going to spend it. Just have the ability when it comes around to be able to do it, not to have to go home to the election all over again. And then the uh, amendment that follows that is number three, which says if you want to raise more money after that and you want to increase the debt, you don't have to go through a charter amendment. All you do is do a referendum, which legally is a little easier to do. That's all. Okay. So now I forgot your question. <laughs> no, you, you answered it. You answered it. <laughs> what about some of the things that the village is doing well? I think we have first class fire rescue service first-class police department, first-class community center, 
and first class ass club for senior citizens. So these are things we really do well. I think we have a lot to improve in public works as far as maintenance and as far as a lot of other things that uh, will come to light shortly in, the, in regards to storm sewers and all these other things. I think we really have to improve on those things. But as far as police, fire, uh, community, recreation, open space, I think we do a good job. And by the way, we, I have this reputation, as you probably have heard, as the guy always says, we have too many people, we're wasting too much money. Believe me, we have good people, excellent people. We might have too many of them, but we have great people, and we are very fortunate to have them. So now in government, you know, I'm, you know, we all know that there's a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts. You know, not everybody agrees with you, you know. Um, how do you work with those that oppose your ideas? Here's the idea is to listen to other people's opinion, to tell them yours, why logically you believe in something and try to have them do the same. And you might change your mind and say, hey, you know, well, they're right. I, you know, you're not always right. No one's always right. And they, again, might say, hey, you know what? he has a good idea. Maybe we'll start changing. And maybe if we can't convince each other, maybe we can compromise. Because if we don't do that, we get nothing done. So it's the art of compromise. It's the art of listening. It's the art of being logical. It's the art of base, not the art, but everybody has a heart in the right place and the mind in the right place to get things accomplished. If, no, if you get reelected and then you finish your term, how would you like to be remembered? <laughs> I guess, I guess it really doesn't matter how I be remembered as long as I get a job well done, as long as I accomplish some of the goals, as long as I make, keep the skin a better place to live than it was before I started. And if I can do that, I'll be very happy. All right. So, you know, we, we know that government is very stressful. You know, you get stresses just like anything, um, like in life. And what are the, some of the things you like to do to relax? Well, well, first of all, I don't get stressed very easily. If I did, I wouldn't take this job. I wouldn't even think about doing it, okay? Fair. I take it in stride. I do my best. Uh, and if I can't succeed, I keep trying. But I don't get frustrated. I don't get angry. Uh, one of the nice things about uh, people in council, whether I agree with them or disagree with them, and there's a number I disagree with all the time, when the meeting's over, we usually wind up going to Novacento, one of the places on Keepers Game, have a beer, we don't talk business. We just relax and we're friends. And, you know, that's really nice. And there's no stress involved. There's no animosity. There's no hard feelings, even though we're against each other. And that's to make Cuba Skin a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Me, uh, obviously, when I come home after days of work, I basically have my beautiful wife, Claire, my four dogs. She makes the most delicious blackened salmon. She gives me a great rum and ginger. I sit back, relax, nice. talk to the dogs, talk to myself, talk to her, catch up on the day. And it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful place. I'm very fortunate to like to be here. Nice. Um, another question regarding the, your candidacy. What, what do you believe makes you stand out from other candidates? Well, I don't know if I stand out from other candidates, but I guess what I have to offer is prior experience in the business world, the government world, education, desire, uh, experience, experience living on Key Biscayne, seeing things change. My heart's in the right place. I want only the best for Key Biscayne. It's a great place, wonderful place, best place in the world. It's hard to make it better, but I'm sure we'll try. 
now to a lighter set of questions. I mean, they're all pretty chill questions anyways, but uh, uh, what is your go-to meal for a last minute guest for dinner? Well, it's a combination, really. My wife, Claire, who's a fantastic cook, she'll make this blackened salmon okay. to die for. And then you have me, I'll call Domino's and run over <laughs> and pick up a thin, thin crust pizza. And I like them both equally well, by the way. Yeah. What is your favorite combination in Domino's? Combination of what? I'm sorry. What kind of pizza do you get in Domino's? Well, usually thin crust uh, with jalapenos, mushrooms, and onions. Good choice. I don't eat meat, so that's why. So what do you love most about the key? I guess, say, number one, friends, friendliness, welcoming, uh, to me, people. I mean, it's a beautiful place. You got the ocean. You have the bay. You have beautiful homes. You have all kinds of facilities, great government, great everything. But that's anybody can do that. But more importantly, it's the people. It's a friendly community. It's a welcoming community. I felt welcomed here the first God. First time I moved here, which is 1973, I met people, and I've been friends with them ever since, and I met loads and loads of friends since then, and it's been fantastic. So that's number one. That's why I, you know, expect to live here, and I, you know, I expect to celebrate my hundredth birthday here when they have the 2040 vision plan and say, hey, what they accomplish? So, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to, and uh, it's a great place. And lastly, what is a perfect weekend for you and your family in the Key? Well. There's many things that are perfect. I mean, perfect is, uh, I mean, there's so many things I like to do, but one of the things would be um, mm. friends and family, uh, go sailing, uh, ride my bicycle, uh, exercise, lift weights, uh, but basically going out in the bay, on the boat, putting up the sails, uh, laying back, relax, no engines on, just quiet, just the sound of the wind. Drink in your hand, friends nearby to talk to, laugh about, just enjoy. And I think that's what life's all about. Obviously, I have my four dogs, four and a half dogs, also all the time. But that's just not weekends, that's every day. That's probably my favorite thing of all, just to be out sailing. Awesome. Hey, Councilmember Ed, thank you so much for jumping on the show and spending some time with us to uh, give us an opportunity to get to know you in, in a different light and um, good luck. Well, thank you very much, Alejandro. Thank you for taking the time and effort to talk to me. Appreciate it.